Yesterday, as uh, the whole corporate world is going to have to figure out how they deal with China, and we as a populace are going to have to figure out what kind of pressure we put on these companies to deal with China. Right, China. It's interesting. It's complicated. You've got plenty of companies that you don't hear about. They aren't in the public eye, like a movie company or the NBA, whatever. And they do more or less whatever they want, promise whatever they want, and, and get away with it. In cowtowing to the communists to make money. Our general manager this morning. But yeah, I love the NBA story. Love it. Yeah, I'm glad to. I'm glad to see the backlash. I'm glad to see uh, Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, backpedaling. I'm loving all this. I'm loving the digging up the clips of players and coaches over the years, particularly in recent years, bad mouthing various uh, American policies and uh, Trump and whatever for being or so America in general or America yeah. in general. And uh, and keeping their mouths freaking shut about China, which oh, is just yeah. so super damn weak. woke, man. They're woke. I had a moment justice, last night. Justice, man. Social justice. I had a moment last night where I was, I was watching some uh, clips of uh, coaches and players and thinking, that's it. I'm out. I'm not watching the NBA anymore. I don't want to be part of cancel culture. But I just thought I just can't I can't watch this I can't I can't be I can't be a part of this so you're you're okay with what China does but hate America f you I'm not giving you my eyeballs and my money Amen to that Well I don't think that's cancel culture unless you you know go on some parade some uh, you know campaign to get people fired or or get them uh, taken off the TV or anything like just. You know, you're checking out yourself. You're making a moral judgment. Good for you. We got a lot more on that coming up later as we get into the details. And uh, I was happy to see South Park take it on the way they did. The perfect timing on that. And uh, the apology from the makers of South Park to China is fantastic. So we'll have that for you in a little bit. Hilarious. <laughs> there is uh, there is our board operator, Michelangelo, as we introduce everybody in the squad. He presses buttons, flips toggles, and pulls levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. Still doing a lot of wedding prep. Um uh, DJ and alcohol are the two hang-ups. You know, do I pay for these? Do I pay for the alcohol? Do I pay for mm. a DJ? I'm looking at the list. How many people are going to actually dance? It's a good question. Mm. 
Mm. Well, well, you're asking the wrong guys. None of it, none of us dance here, right? Uh, Sean no, I'm, does. I'm not going to dance at your wedding. Sean can shake I'm it. Dancing with or without a DJ. So Marco's yeah. a dancer. I don't want to presume I'm being invi- uh, invited, but if I were invited, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't dance at your wedding. And okay. No, you're all invited. You should, I'm just trying to... Uh, you know, I did. I have figured out. Anytime you mention the wedding DJ, I have such a sore spot about that at my own wedding, uh, which is now what year is it? Eleven not years not ago. Not sure. Not clear to me. <laughs> Eleven years ago, um, the uh, we hired a DJ and had particularly you know, kind of music we wanted, and then he went rogue. And I really hated the music he was playing. Uh. Just really hated it. I just thought it was tawdry, trashy, low rent crap. And, uh, but I didn't, you know, I didn't want to make a thing out of it. I didn't want to, I didn't want that to be the the night, but I shouldn't have freaking paid the guy at all. And uh, that, that really pissed me the off. Night, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but so, yeah, if you get a DJ, get somebody you can trust. <laughs> so they're not playing rap music for your listeners. A trustworthy uh, wedding DJ. Yeah, <laughs> get a wedding DJ that you can put some faith in there. I need to see your references here. Uh, there, okay, no DJ. There was positive Sean whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well, but not as well as one Simone Biles, one of the greatest American athletes of all time. Uh, you know you're a good athlete when they just start naming moves after you. And apparently uh, in a recent uh, competition, she had not one but two new moves that no one had ever done that she did. So now there's the Biles, just the Biles, which is a... Uh, a double-double dismount on the balance beam, a double backflip with two twists, uh, that's the Biles, and then there's also the Biles 2, which, I mean, we got to figure out a, a better naming sequence than, <laughs> right. than Biles 2, uh, landed a triple-double as part of her floor exercise routine, which involved a double backflip with three twists, so that's the Biles 2. And, of course, you know, the backstory of her being molested by the people she, uh, that, they, that she put her trust in. Uh, with people who are supposed to look out for or not looking out for. So uh, I'm glad she's succeeding still. They almost have to retire her. I mean, she's too good. She's insane. She's. I watch her do her flippity flops, and you can't believe it's real. It's gravity like a special effect. Gravity doesn't work on her. I don't right, know what exactly. that is. <laughs> right. She's learned to resist its pull. I have things named after me at home anyway. Uh, something my wife calls the Jack or my kids call the Dad, which is eating really old food. Oh. That's called it. <laughs> nice. Oh, you're doing the jack, eating something that's probably spoiled. It's my own move. Uh, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Doing very well. Got a couple of celebrity birthdays. First up, we've got comedian, actor, Cornelius Crane, a.k.a. Chevy Chase, 76 today. Chevy Chase's name is Cornelius Crane. I did yes. not know that. Yeah. Net worth $50 million. Mm-hmm. Also... Pop star Bruner, Bruno Mars turns 34 today. His net worth, it turns out he is one of the highest paid singers in the world right now. His net worth is at least $150 million. He's only 34. It seems like he's yeah. been around for a long time. Yeah. A talented little sprite, no doubt. Indeed, indeed. We got a height on Bruno Mars. 5'5". Five, 5'5"? Five. Five, five? Yep. Taller than I thought he was. What you they have? 4'9"? <laughs> He's surrounded by taller people, probably. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is uh, Tuesday, October 8th, the year 2019. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin then, officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations, and I hope the Chinese approve at Mark. It's not something we expected to happen. I think it's it's unfortunate, but um, 
if that's the, sort of the consequences of, of us adhering to our values, we still feel it's critically important we adhere to those values. What are you talking about? Who's that rambling man? That was uh, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver. And they made the yes. specific statement that we will not censor any players or Correct. coaches, although, of course, behind the scenes it was made completely clear that you will not be in this league, or certainly uh, for very long, if you uh, if you go up against the Chinese. Really? So you they think made it, so? They made it very clean. You I think? think so. I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they got a billion dollars at least yeah. on the line in China. And China canceled the Houston Rockets games and all their merch. They're, they're the team in China that everybody likes yep. because Yao Ming used to play with. All the merch that was popular throughout the whole country disappeared overnight. Wow. That's the sort of power the Chinese government has. China is asshole. As if, as if they never existed, the stuff just disappeared. Right, it's right. Amazing. Yeah, they they make people disappear like that too. If you're the wrong ethnic group, but we love China. Oh yeah. And, and even more than the commissioner, the various players and coaches that are so brave and strong, bad mouth in America and Trump got nothing to say to support anybody in the NBA who who uh, who went up against China. Right. Keeping their mouths shut. That is so freaking weak. It's the great pose of our time, Jack, the gutsy rebel who risks, well, nothing, nothing at all, nothing. I'm a rebel when it's perfectly safe. I put on my mask and knock down old ladies, or I shout at my own country because that makes me woke, but if there's anything at all at risk, I am the most obedient little pussycat you can imagine. Yeah, more on that coming up. Uh, what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, we do have more details in the NBA-China split really blowing up. President Trump not backing down U.S. troops getting out of Syria. And bored with your horn? Tesla has got an answer. I've never gotten bored with my horn. <laughs> Love my horn. Coming up. Uh, what are, how does the mailbag look? Is that a look? euphemism? How does, <laughs> how does the mailbag look there? Oh, it's all right. It's not great. It's terrible. It's terrible? I'll keep working on it. <laughs> It might improve between uh, over the next few minutes. It actually could. Yeah. Well, that's oh, my magic. Yeah, and we might uh, check in on the whole Trump pulling troops out of Syria thing, which, man, a lot of Republicans have come uh, come out swinging on Trump on that one. He has virtually no support. Yeah, virtually none. You I, and Rand Paul, <laughs> the big two. That's it. Why um, that tone of voice, Joe? I don't know. <laughs> new poll numbers out on impeachment all on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. TMZ is reporting that Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner, is going to Shanghai to salvage their relationship with China. I think you better spend a fair amount of time salvaging your relationship with a lot of American fans. I think you better put some serious thought and effort into that. Because you, you, you're like this many statements away from a lot of people saying, screw you. I think they might be okay. Looking forward to the future, which is comprised of international fans and woke millennial types. And just let go of everybody else? And Yeah. Just make that deal? Well, yeah. Frankly, if you're white and over 35, uh, they might just go ahead and, and, and say, you know, if you want to hang around, good, but we're not going to... You're you know. pro-communist China? If you're those the other groups... It's got the population of the U.S. plus a billion, Jack. It's just good for business. I mean, 
I mean, American fans. So they're just... Is that uh, all-star James Hartner? It is. Hello, James. He loves China. Uh, yeah, we love China. We'll play that whole quote for you, uh, just going on and on about gushing about China and how wonderful they are. There's another mini Elizabeth Warren scandal we can uh, touch on. Uh, yeah. Part of her biography. Get a grip of that. Uh, part of her biography that might be different than she's been telling it on the campaign trail again, but I'm not sure how important that is to people. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll knock it around just because it's, you know, politics and it's kind of fun to look at how that game is played. Uh, also, speaking of Elizabeth, um, we, we glossed over this yesterday because there was so much to talk about, but ladies and gentlemen, America's sweetheart, Elizabeth Holmes of, uh, what, no. what was that uh, crazy company of hers? Oh, it was Theranos. Theranos. <laughs> Thank you, Elizabeth. She's in studio with us now. You're very welcome. She's... Let me, give me your finger. Why? I need to stick what? it. No, you don't. I'm, I don't need to be stuck. Well, that inside does, your that doesn't stupid do anything. thing doesn't do what you claimed it with does. With just a single drop of blood, I can do dozens and I don't dozens think you tests. can. That's the point here. But anyway, she's back in the news. You want to pet my wolf? We, uh, <laughs> it's a friggin' dog. All right, mailbag. We'll get to that later, maybe. Okay, I'll be back if you need me. Oh, let's see. James Madison with our freedom-loving quote of the day. He was the pop of the Constitution, don't you know? Oppressors can tyrannize only when they achieve a standing army, an enslaved press, and a disarmed populace. Are you now? That's your big three. We do have the standing army. Uh, you know, if, if I was going to quibble with some of the founding papas on some of the things they believed, a lot of them were staunchly against the standing army. I don't think you can get away with that one these days. But if anybody disagrees, I would be delighted to hear your reasoning. Bruno Mars would have towered over James Madison. I'm not bailing you out. Why would you say that? <laughs> Go ahead. Go on with your great point about people's height. Do I need bailed out? <laughs> Here's a tweet that I enjoyed. William passed it along. What is climate justice? Part one. One. What WTF is climate justice? Two. How much extra is this going to cost me? Three. What's the end game and how do we know when we've reached it? Here are the answers. One. It's a secular religion for rich, stupid people. Mm. Two. It will cost everything you have, including your freedom to live a normal life. And the end game is total control of every aspect of your life in their hands. No meat, no cars, no private property. Sounds fun, doesn't it? Climate justice. Jack, this is like the Green New Deal. It's a complete restructuring of society with a nice name that sounds like, oh, I've heard of green stuff, and oh, Franklin uh, Delano Roosevelt held a need, uh, had the New Deal. Uh, uh. And, and you don't look behind the the title to realize it's a complete restructuring of society. Well, you've heard of climate change and, and being concerned about the climate, and you're thinking, okay, that's fine. But the climate, climate just- justice is a new term. Keep your eyes open for that one, my friends. I am really into this whole idea of uh, um, either climate being a, a secular religion or the... Um, the political correctness of all this, of various stuff, of pronouns and everything like that. It, it's interesting the to me. Intersectionality the intersectionality religion. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm really interested in, in in that idea. It's yeah, this thing that you have to believe in, and you just and you go forward. Asking for evidence is seen as being an unbeliever, right? Saying this doesn't make logical sense to me is being an apostate, and you're hated and thrown out of the community for that. It's a lot like a lot of religious fundamentalism. Uh, here's a nice note from Justin. Uh, 
Joe. Well, everybody. I'm a big fan of The Queen. They're my favorite band. My favorite song by The Queen is Bohemian Rhapsody. That feeling you feel right now when you hear me refer to Freddie Mercury's band as The Queen, that's how I feel every time I hear you guys refer to the recent DC movie as The Joker. It's Joker. Just Joker. The movie is called Joker, not The or any other article. Please, I'm begging you. If I hear you refer to the movie as The Joker one more time, I'm going to punch my effing dashboard. Oh, that's hilarious. KFTC, Justin. You know why I call it The Joker? Why? To make people like that guy insane. Hey, beat the hell out of your dashboard. That's between you and your dashboard. That's why I call things The Batman or Batman. I did not know (laughs) that it's not The Joker. I always loved it in the Batman movies where, like, old people would call him the Batman. Is he a threat to our way of life? <laughs> I will probably forget that it's not the Joker, though, so it won't make any difference. Yes, yes. That's hilarious. The Queen. <laughs> I might see if I can get away with these Jokers. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got a minute. All right. Uh, guys, oh God, have, that's funny. Uh, Ed writes, haven't we seen this movie before? The Kavanaugh confirmation hearing a year ago. Uh, wait, here comes Ms. Blasey Ford at the last minute, a.k.a. the whistleblower. Well, it's unsubstantiated, but wait, another whistleblower, and another, and another. All instances unsubstantiated, no witnesses, no confirmation, unprovable, outright lies. They're using the same playbook over and over, trying to tear down Trump and anything he's trying to do. We're beyond the point of ridiculous, and I think Nancy is starting to see the writing on the wall. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah, we're uh, we're following it for you. We'll bring you all the developments, uh, but we're not obsessing over it like a lot of places. We're not going to try to convince you there's something big going on when it's not big at all. It's just a bull crap that goes on inside the Beltway 365 days a year. China is trying to make it clear. Laying down some ground rules that, hey, American companies, you do not cross us, or you will pay a price. And they may have been successful. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Now, Chinese state broadcaster CCTV announcing today it will no longer air two NBA preseason games set to be played in their country. CCTV indicated the decision was prompted by the NBA commissioner Adam Silver's remarks in Japan following the tweet by Houston Rockets GM Daryl Morey in support of anti-government demonstrations in Hong Kong. Silver saying in part, At the end of the day, though, I am an American, and there are these values that are deeply rooted in the DNA of the NBA, and that includes freedom of expression for our employees. The Chinese broadcast are also reviewing now all its cooperation and exchanges involving the NBA. So, so listen, here's what you need to know about how this thing evolved, I think. Yesterday, the NBA put out a statement that kowtowed to the Chinese to a large extent um, and then got translated in China into a much more kowtowing statement, which is not surprising. You're talking about a totalitarian regime which uh, engages in propaganda of the worst sort 365 days a year. Um The actual NBA statement about the Houston Rockets executive uh, standing with the people of Hong Kong, he expressed support for him, said, We recognize that the views expressed by Houston Rockets general manager Daryl Morey have deeply offended many of our friends and fans in China, which is regrettable. Um, Which 
is a bit of a non-apology apology. I'll give them that because they're trying to save the business. I think it's worth reading NBA Commissioner Adam Silver's entire statement of today because it seems to me that it has queered the deal with China. I think Adam Silver made his choice today, and I think he is seriously risking the NBA's future in China by doing the right thing. By, well, you know, what what his motivations are, how would I know? But, um... Well, I'll read you the statement. It's it's fairly clear. No, I believe you. But what is are his motivations? He's uh, standing up for the you know the the downtrodden in China, or does he recognize Americans are going crazy over this if they get the sense that you're uh, choosing China over us? Well, there's that. Well, sure. Yeah, yeah he has to be aware of that. Uh, so we'll we'll hit you with that. Uh, positive, Sean. You're a huge basketball fan. Have yes. you read Adam Silver's statement? Uh, I saw large portions of it. I haven't read it in its entirety, um, but I saw a lot of the clips floating around. Uh, I think he has said to China, "You don't get to tell us what to say," which is cool. Wonder how that's going to play out. As I said, the Houston Rockets gear—that's the only team they care about in China—disappeared overnight. That's the sort of power. The Chinese government has in that giant country. Yeah, I do think it's notable that two of the the first teams that kind of came out and were like, "How dare you, Daryl Morey?" were one his own team, the Houston Rockets, who because of the Yao Ming connection is one of the most exposed to China, and the Nets, who's one of their minority owners, is one of the Alibaba founders or head honchos or something like that. Uh, and it is it is very interesting to me to see NBA be the canary in the coal mine of this weird, not weird, this this international trend that American businesses have been on for a long time, and a lot of the growth that they have been promising investors is coming from China. Right. Right. Um, the Brooklyn Nets owner said that that tweet showing support for pro-democracy in Hong Kong will take a long time to repair. Ooh. Um, uh, he, he lectured Maury that uh, it's improper, he said... Um, supporting a separatist movement in a Chinese territory is a third rail issue, not only for the Chinese government, but for all citizens in China. That's territorial integrity, non-negotiable, et cetera, et cetera. So did the NBA comment get get translated on our end differently in Chinese on or on their end? I haven't been able to see that clearly yes, stated. I... I the Wall can't Street, either. I was trying to figure out that very thing. Wall, that was the statement yesterday, yeah, the not Wall, today's. The Wall Street Journal version of it is because the NBA statement was uh, uh, deeply offended many of our friends and fans in China, which is regrettable. You call that a non-apology apology. Uh, an extra line in the Chinese version of the statement said, expressed extreme disappointment in the inappropriate comments. Which is a full-on apology apology. Right. Those are inappropriate comments. We shouldn't have people in our league saying things like that. But the way that's written in the Wall Street Journal, I can't tell whether that's the Chinese version. I mean, because I'm sure we got people in the NBA that speak Chinese. So they got billion-dollar deals there. So did they put together a Chinese statement that was different? Or did the Chinese people, did the Chinese government or media or somebody add a line to it? That I don't know. What the WAPO says is that when the NBA posted a statement Monday on Weibo, a Twitter-like microblogging site used in China, saying the league was extremely disappointed by the inappropriate comment, severely hurt the feelings of Chinese fans, and somebody said, whoa, 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 those are two different statements. Then NBA spokesman Mike Bass came out, um... 
Wait a second. Uh, there, there should be no discrepancy on the statement issued last night, Bass said Monday. We have seen various interpretations of the translation of the Mandarin version, but our statement in English is the league's official statement. So he's saying it's just difficult to translate from one language to another. I'd like to know, just because it's a common thing, for instance, for politicians to say one thing to English-speaking audiences and a different one to Hispanic-speaking audiences. That's a common thing. Yeah. So so, did did the NBA say something different to Americans and different thing to Chinese? I'd I'd definitely like to know that. Yeah. Is there anything else urgent, Marshall? No, go right ahead. All right, I tell you what, here's Adam Silver's uh, statement. I recognize our initial statement left people angered, confused, or unclear uh, on who we are or what the NBA stands for. Let me be more clear. Well, you're right about that. The statement was, uh, well, you're trying to save the business. Over the last three decades, the NBA has developed a great affinity for the people of China. We've now seen how basketball can be an important form of people-to-people exchange that deepens ties between the United States and China. At the same time, we recognize that our two countries have different political systems and beliefs. And like many global brands, we bring our business to places with different political systems around the world. But for those who question our motivation, this is about far more than growing our business. Values of equality, respect, and freedom of expression have long defined the NBA and will continue to do so. As an American-based, um, yeah, American-based basketball league operating globally, among our greatest contributions are these values of the game. In fact, one of the enduring strengths in the NBA is our diversity of views, backgrounds, ethnicities, genders, and religions. 25% of NBA players were born outside of the United States, and our colleagues work in league offices around the world, including Beijing, Hong Kong, Shanghai, and Taipei. With that diversity comes the belief that whatever our differences, we respect and value each other and what we have in common, including a belief in the power of sports to make a difference, remains our bedrock principle. It is inevitable that people around the world, including from America and China, will have different viewpoints over different issues. It is not the role of the NBA to adjudicate those differences. However, the NBA will not put itself in a position of regulating what players, employees, and team owners say or will not say on these issues. We simply could not operate that way. Basketball runs deep in the hearts and minds of our two peoples. The time when divides between nations grow deeper and wider, we believe sports can be a unifying force that focuses on what we have in common as human beings rather than our differences. So that was a lot of loud, we're buddies, and a very quiet, we're not going to tell anybody to shut up. Now, how does that play out in practice is what I would like to know. Here's the dealio. This uh, Maury feller with the Rockets who made the initial tweet. Who there are rumors are might have his uh, job taken away from him. Well, for this. yeah, somebody said it's 100%. Yeah, it was discussed whether he should be fired. He doesn't work for Adam Silver. He works for the owner. Only the league office works for the commissioner. Everybody else works for an owner. And if the owners, you know, call people into a room and say, there's a billion dollars at stake uh, doing business in China. Maybe you ought to watch what you say. Thanks, we're through here. And watch out of the room. That message is unequivocally clear. Well, it's not that big a, a, a corporation, the NBA. So you got 30 teams. I think they'll all hear the news that, hey, somebody on another team uh, said something bad about China and almost lost their job. Mm-hmm. The guy's word, probably going to wake up tomorrow morning with a panda head in his bed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Word will get around. we got a little sure. more on that coming up. Um uh, throughout the morning. That's that's a tough situation yeah. for the NBA, though. I mean, you could turn off a lot of fans really fast if you don't make it clear. I predict a pivot to India. They've already been trying to lay the groundwork for NBA in India. That's another country with a billion people. They lack some of the infrastructure that China already has, but I could see them just doing a big push for that instead. The beautiful thing of basketball is uh, all you need is some hard wood and a hoop. 
China's trying to to fire a warning shot across uh, American corporations, yeah. saying, "Look, you don't you don't say bad stuff about us, yeah, or you will lose your business." And then all these American businesses, maybe the NBA is the first one out in public, have got to figure out how are we going to handle this? How far can we go? Right, a billion dollars at least at stake for the yeah. NBA. I understand how if you had uh, I don't know a a puppy. And a mass murderer. And Donald Trump came out in favor of the puppy. About 30% of America would say, I prefer the mass murderer. You know, anything to do with Trump is that charged these days. On the other hand, one thing Donald J. is doing loud and proud is pointing out that China is not our buddy. We do a lot of business with them, but they're not our pal. And I appreciate that. If you dig into the stories right now about the uh, concentration camps for the Uyghurs and some other ethnic minorities that include systematic rape, beatings, harvesting of organs, this is no joke. And then once they get released from what they call, uh, what do they call it, job training sites, once they get released, they can't travel, and they can't go to the next town for a funeral. They can't get married. They can't do squat without the permission of the government. And their families are warned, don't visit with them because they're a rogue. So they're dead to you now, okay, by the government. Systematic denial of human rights to the point of rape is punishment, murder, and organ harvesting. That's what the communist Chinese are. So South Park was pointing that out in an episode the other night. Now they've been banned in China, and they put out their apology statement, which you should hear coming up next. It's pretty good on the Armstrong and Getty Show. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, gang, looks like the family business is starting to really turn the corner. I don't know about you, but I, for one, think the world is going to be a better and safer place now that China finally has integrity. Dad, why are you covered in honey and blood? Dad, did you kill Winnie the Pooh? Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh. Oh, yeah, I did kill Winnie the Pooh. Where are you going, Stan? I'm going to go write another song about you. Ooh, about me? Make sure it talks about me bringing integrity to China. <laughs> so, that's from South Park. Apparently, they took on the whole She Looks Like Winnie the Pooh segment. It was uh, it was a subplot, yes. It was, uh, uh, yeah, a character was trying to bring uh, his pot farm's pot to China. Integrity Farms. Integrity Farms. And, uh, and it ran afoul of the Chinese authorities. And was imprisoned and tortured and beaten and the rest of it. It was just hilarious. So it was just but a... he ended up being bent to the Chinese will for the purpose of profit. So it's just a coincidence. And murdered Winnie the Pooh. It's yes. just a coincidence that the South Park episode came out the same couple of day period as the NBA story erupted? Well, this is a big competitive advantage that South Park has over every other animated show, is that they can go from concept to on-the-air product in six days. Uh, where something like Family Guy takes months of animation and stuff to work. So their their content is always much more news-relevant at the time of its airing. Well, South Park's in trouble. That episode's been yanked out of China. They uh, will South Park as a whole has been yanked out of China. Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the creators, issued an apology. Like the NBA, we welcome the Chinese censors into our homes and into our hearts. <laughs> we, too, love money more than freedom and democracy. Xi doesn't look, just look like Winnie the Pooh at all. 
Long live the great communist party of China. May this autumn's sorghum harvest be bountiful. <laughs> we good now, China? That was their statement. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's fantastic. We're going to need a lot more of that out of our corporations. That was a funny episode, too. Of course, virtually every episode of South Park's a funny episode. I drift away for like a year, and I come back, I binge ten episodes, and then I drift away again. But it's brilliant. This is All just... right. Well, you know what they say. You got to lower your ideals of freedom if you want to suck on the warm teat of China. There you go. That's right. That's from yesterday, from the episode. We'll see how this NBA <laughs> thing plays out. I mean, I just, uh, I took in my limited news view for one day, but man, there was a pretty big backlash going on. Uh, like, like real anger and hate toward the NBA for looking like they were, well, standing up for China and... And uh, being willing to force out of the league somebody who made the mildest of criticisms. Right. Well, and it. Well, what's I think really fundamental to this is the criticism was not about how China runs its ports. It was about the brutal repression of the people of Hong Kong and their desire to continue to have lives with the liberties we enjoy in the United States. I mean. It, they're trying to turn a free people into an oppressed people, which is kind of a thing here in the U.S. of A. It's our founding. Um, and, and the idea that somebody expressed solidarity with that set of beliefs and got spanked for it is repugnant to the American conscience. It is. It's terrible. And this is just across the wire. The NBA has announced they will serve sweet and sour pork in all arenas this season. Oh, they're trying to mend fences. They though. are. That's <laughs> just kowtowing to China. Makes me happy, of course. Man, if I've had a couple of beers in the first half, a little Chinese food there in my seat <laughs> makes, sounds fantastic. Laura Ingram made an interesting point on her show last night about this, on how uh, when she was in college, and I don't know when that was, 80s probably, um... There was a big movement against South Africa by corporations oh, in America. Yeah. There because, was a giant like uh, tent city set on the quad of my uh, my university. And uh, college campuses all across the country. Protest. And businesses also were under a lot of pressure. Um, Divest now. Yeah, uh, and it's because of apartheid in South Africa, because they're, they're, they're racial injustice. So there really? was a big divestment push. protest? But there wasn't. Oh, yeah, the, the entire quad was covered with tents, people sleeping out in protest to South Africa. But there wasn't yeah. much wow. money invested in South Africa, so it wasn't that, you know, it wasn't that big a deal. Whereas you're not getting, you're not hearing any of that sort of stuff about China. Oh, my God, divest from China. Well, the whole Israel thing is big among the woke. But not China. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that'll become a thing. Well, we'll see. Yeah, wow. Well, it's a tough one. It's going to be interesting to watch because you have, well, it's indefensible to contribute to the Chinese government's suppression of its people. Except, well, I'm going to make a lot of money. I mean, it's a pretty stark moral question because, as you pointed out, Jack, the whole, listen, if we engage them economically, our freedoms will leach into their system. They'll be irresistible. People see it. They'll hear about it. The government will liberalize. They'll become our buddies and we'll have a brave new world together. Well, that's just dead. Yeah. And Nobody that, believes that. Anymore. That was the bet of uh, of the civilized world, and it may be the biggest and most consequential lost bet 
in the history of the planet. Yeah. Democrats and Republicans. Sure. You know, all sorts of people believe that to be true. I thought it sounded pretty promising myself. Sure. Made sense to me. Didn't sure. work. Didn't work at all. Nope. Um, uh, I want to get to this later. There's a new documentary coming out called Silicon Soul. It's about men who are in love with uh, sex dolls <laughs> and have full-on relationships with them. Oh, boy. And, uh, and some of the quotes, this documentary sounds really interesting, and some of the quotes are fascinating and s- uber sad. And just that uh, our society, uh, humans are getting stranger and stranger. Yes. You think it'd be getting less strange, maybe, with more information and uh, science and whatnot, but no, we're getting stranger. All has to do with how close to the bone you're living. I mean, if you're hunting and gathering to survive every day, when are you going to be strange? In True. between the hunting and gathering? True. And, and, and no time for strangeness. And child raising and, and, and the rest of it, the basics of life. The more luxury you have, the more uh, wealth and, and leisure time, the weirder you can get. You ever see the movie Lars and the Real Girl? I did not. Similar it, sort of thing. Uh, my recollection of it is that it was brilliant in those words you just used. Uh, fascinating and sad or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's just uh, nuts. It's about, you know, somebody couldn't handle the reality of, of life and relationships and humans and so retreated to the uh, company of a robot. Also, a pedophile is going to make a lot of money off of the success of the Joker movie and uh, new poll numbers that are out on impeachment that are worth taking a look at from uh, the Washington Post. And um, it's uh, it's not the direction the president wants. Yes, although there is a caveat, an important caveat. I love caveats. A caveat. If you go Set through your eggs. day. What? Set fish eggs. Yes. If you go through the day without this caveat, it will be a disaster. <laughs> wow. Do not turn to the way. Don't dare. Wow. Armstrong and Getty.